Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Kogo. Happy Tuesday. Good to be with you. The outgoing White House Chief Medical Advisor and the Head of Infectious Disease, Dr. Anthony Fauci, was the guest at the White House press conference today to give his final appearance in the White House briefing room before retiring. He said he has given everything uh, to help save lives and never leave anything on the field, regardless of all the smears. Get that, this uh, guy he's out of here. I mean, it's... Uh, he he. Well, I mean, he didn't. Uh, he left no stone unturned. Uh, you know when, when no he left. Freedom, I mean, no freedom unturned. No, uh, Trump's biggest mistake, no doubt, was keeping him on board. Yes. All right. If if if, if I'm going to start calling balls and strikes on Trump's errors, uh, I would say without question that he he should have gone with his better instincts and get this guy out of here. He, he suspected that Fauci was not a scientist, but a political operative. And he was right. But it was so, I mean, everybody was just trying to get answers from somebody. I got a big picture question about Fauci, but give the news first. And then I, I got a big picture question about him. All right. So, uh, you know, without skipping a beat, uh, Fauci said that uh, before I let you go, uh, you're going into the holiday season. And there's a couple of things you got to get. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just get it. Just don't. He didn't tell give us advice to you know defrost the turkey a few days ahead of time, not defrost it on the countertop mm-hmm. and in the refrigerator. Not helpful advice like that. But he went back to his old playbook. I know sometimes when you walk in and you have a mask and nobody. Wait, hold on, here. First of all, everybody should be vaccinated and boosted with flu and with COVID. Whether or not you wear a mask or another thing we shouldn't underestimate is testing. So when we're gathering at a family gathering for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for any other holiday as we get into the winter, it makes sense that you might want to get a test that day before you come into a place in which you might be infected and spread it or other people who might be there in order to protect. So this masking is important, but you can count masking, vaccine, boosting, testing. All of that is part of the spectrum of protecting yourself in here. There you go. So he's still on this mantra, yeah. Slater, that I, uh, healthy people with no symptoms should be testing themselves, themselves, I guess, constantly for the rest of time. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I literally wasn't sure what year it was. I, I was. I had to go back and make sure that that clip was in the year 2022 and not 2020 or 2021. Like, we're still doing this. I, what are the logistics of that? Could you imagine asking family members today, that before you enter in the house, you have to prove your vaccination status. What are, what are the logistics of that? I, I couldn't fathom that. And request. What, what would have to change for? Let's just say that we all agree that that's a good idea. What would have to change in American life for that not to be the case? Mm. Right. I mean, it it sounds unreasonable because this can't go on forever. I mean, nobody has COVID anymore. I mean, some people have COVID, but they have some kind of strain, some new Greek letter strain that uh, that no one's ever heard of. And it's highly contagious and it lasts for like two minutes and then it's over. Right. Except if you have pre-existing conditions or you're severely overweight or both, in which case a lot of things can knock you out. So our whole so family we're, we're right back where we started from. Yeah, our whole family's sick right now. The Slater family's sick. We've been laying low the last day or two, which is not good because we have a two week old now. So we've been trying to keep them healthy. But um this is just like life, you know, like forever. This has just been life. You just you get sick sometimes and then you're, that's it. But they didn't even test us when we were at the Rady Children's Hospital NICU. They didn't do tests. So what kind of Thanksgiving do you think you're hosting where you're more precious, more special and more important than the, the, nati- the neonatal intensive care unit at the Children's Hospital that didn't even test? 
I can't understand that person. But look, my right. big question about Fauci is, what, what do you make of him? Just what, what what happened in the whole Fauci phenomenon that catapulted him to whatever? I have a theory there? about that. I, I think, you know, there's a there's a fantastic, uh, you know, kind of off. Like uh, uh, off ramp, if you will, a little side story uh, in the movie Silence of the Lambs, where they're talking to they're talking to like these bug experts to try and figure out why the why the you know, moth or the butterfly is put in the throat of the victims. And those of you that seen the movie uh, remember this. And, and the two nerds that were experts at moths and bugs and butterflies, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, were were consulted and they were so excited to you know be part of solving a crime. Yes, uh, and it was so obvious that they. They were just like so, you know, excited, and uh, Jodie Foster was paying them attention. My goodness, and in the library looking at books. <laughs> Same thing here. These guys, you know, study infectious diseases that nobody's ever going to get, except once in every couple of hundred years. And bingo, the couple of hundred years lottery hit on uh, 2020 in March, and Fauci finally got some spotlight and loved it. And yes. couldn't get it off him. I yep. honestly think it's all about that. Yep. So, so uh, I'm an epidemiologist. No one knew what an epidemiologist was. He'd go to parties and say, "I'm an epidemiologist." They'd be like, "What?" Yeah. What, what? And now he's the king and hero and the great oracle of our time. He loves. He's, he's, he's the White House chief advisor. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's so, probably, so probably he's probably never been in the White House before. Yeah. <laughs> so is your argument that he is as prideful and arrogant and narcissistic as well? Anyone in D.C. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in the human condition, and this is a perfect example of just narcissism being fed constantly. And it, you know, even if he agreed with Trump's point of view on how to go forward, that we got to get this country open, there was no way that was going to get him as much favor on Good Morning America yeah. than going in the opposite direction. So he had to pivot in the opposite direction. Because if he really felt the way he felt post-Trump about Trump, there was no way he would stand by Trump all those years that he was working for Trump. Mm. Like, resign if you, are, if you loathe the commander-in-chief as much as you do. Resign. You cannot possibly do service if you have such a bias. But he didn't do that. He stood by Trump and said, no, no, it's fine. We get along fine. And as soon as Trump left and everybody and everybody in the press hated Trump, he also had to hate Trump in order to get invited on Good Morning America. I have I like, no use for him. No, no. I like your analysis of the human condition. Uh, that's his human condition. I think it also says something about our human condition, that we are no different than people of ancient times who would seek oracles when you're unsure about what to do for the future. And oh, oh no! You're, you're George Stephanopoulos uh, at, at uh, the morning show. He would be one of those people at the bottom of the pyramid as the Aztecs were beheading people on <laughs> like all day, waiting for the next head to come rolling yeah, down to see what the oracle and to see like which way the head rolls in order to know how to proceed. And whatever Fauci, who's beheading people up there, says, that's what we must do. I think I'll give you another movie, the movie Three Hundred. When uh, Leonidas goes to the, the he goes to Delphi and there's like the priests around there and, was, and like so you have Leonidas's common sense and proper weighing of pros and cons about what to do next and then he still has to bow down and beg to the oracle priests and do whatever they say and that was us that was the American half the American people like whatever the oracle says goes even if it has nothing to do with common sense amazing coming up next uh, we'll go to L A because L A County is now going to bring back masks and can you believe it. I mean, and, and you, you heard you heard Fauci recommend it twice right there in that 20 second little parting shot. And uh, of course, Los Angeles 
I was going to jump right in. Yeah. And this is not a best of show. I want to be, I want to be clear. This is, it's November 22nd, 2022. Yes, no, this is live. Uh, <laughs> right. You're not listening to the best of Slater and Lou highlights from uh, post pre COVID program. <laughs> we'll do that next. Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Kogo. Good to be with you uh, on a Tuesday. So, Dr. Fauci is done, gave his last press conference at the White House Slater, uh, mentioned masks twice with respect to going into the Thanksgiving holiday weekend actually throughout the holiday season i think is what he said he said all the gatherings that take place this time of year i'm pretty sure that means like christmas and christmas eve and new year's isn't that's what he's talking about yeah. uh los angeles county takes him very literally la county department of health is pushing for indoor masks uh now they're not mandating at this point uh, there are uh, strong recommendations as COVID cases increase in Los Angeles County. L.A. is the largest county in the state. Um, other counties are are, are are to follow suit these coming weeks, we're told, based, for the, based on the same rationale. So we're going right back to where we started, even though we now know that, number one, there was no correlation between mask mandates and COVID counts coming down, and two... The masks that were always necessary are not the masks that they recommend you wear. What do you mean that last part? Like the the N95 mask was always the only mask Mm. that could have made a difference. Yeah. And obviously nobody can, not everybody can get those. So the absolute, putting on a bandana that you got (sighs) at Dollar Tree is not going to do it. Or wearing any kind of cloth mask. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm interested to see, you know, in 50 years or 30 years, and I certainly hope this doesn't happen. But who knows what the eight hour inhalation of dye, you know, <laughs> the colors that were in those fun little masks that say, you know, we are we're all part of the team. Hooray for us. <laughs> we're masking up to be good. Right. Like all those dye lots that were from China. Uh, you know, being breathed in by my eight-year-old for two years for eight hours at school. You know, I wonder what that's do, what that has done yeah, uh, to kids, their lung tissue. My kid's school has uh, the class picture going down the hallway, the entire school, big class picture, you know. And uh, whatever year it was, 2021, everyone's wearing their mask. And you're like, oh, that is so sad. We'll, we'll look back on that forever and be like, what the heck were we doing? Well, uh, I mean, will we? I mean, here we, it, it's, been, well, it's 2022, so it's been two years, 24 months, and the same health officials that can read, the same reports that you and I can read, are pushing for masking indoors. Yeah, maybe not. That's a good point. <laughs> I assumed we come to our senses. I don't know what would make me assume that. Do you have a theory as to why these people, why certain people love masks? Yeah, no, I, I, I've uh, I've held for quite some time that the mask was the red MAGA hat for mm. for, for for a certain side of the aisle uh, that they thought that that was compliance. Uh, it showed that I was part of Team America, that I'm part of the good guys. That you other people are just spreading disease and hurting people because you're careless and thoughtless, and that goes right in line with your support of Donald Trump, who's also careless and thoughtless. Yeah, that's obviously it. Yeah, we we are. This is our MAGA hat. We love people. I love people. I care for people. You don't. You hate people. Right. Hate has no place here. So I wear a mask because I love grandma and you don't follow the science and I do. Yeah, it's, it's a projection. And love will win, just like That's they right. say at the Union to Tribune. Love That's will why win. April Ryan, she's the NPR reporter, right? She asked Fauci at his press conference about masks and she was the only person in the room. <laughs> I don't know, there's 100 people in the room. Maybe. She's the only person there wearing a mask. 
And uh, she thinks it's great. And she's asking about how important masks are, which is just a way of saying, I'm the only one here wearing a mask. Can you reaffirm my nonsense, please? Or can you please tell me that I'm the best person of all the people here because I'm the only one wearing a mask? Let me give you one more. I'll give you one more uh, theory here. And I think you're right. By the way, did you hear his response to the reporter? I have it here for you. Oh, you, oh yeah. So, she, right. One reporter in the entire press room is wearing a mask. So, this <laughs> no, woman is a fool, the press, right? The press room's tiny. The press room's like this little, little tiny right, room. So you're all boxed in there. You're like, lady, you're foolish, but go ahead and be a fool if you want. Uh, but here's what Fauci, Fauci didn't say. No, it's fine. You can take off the mask. There's no science behind what you're doing. I know sometimes when you walk in and you have a mask and nobody has a mask, you kind of feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty. You look terrific. Right? <laughs> so she looks okay. terrific walking yeah, around yeah. with a mask well, on like oh, an idiot. Okay, that proves my point. So I think one deep down reason why a good portion of our country likes masks is because masks are dehumanizing. And we live in a very anti-human culture. And this really hit me when we've been at Rady's the last two weeks because everyone's wearing masks all the time in, in the hospital. I don't know what anyone looks like. I don't know what the nurses who saved my child's life looks like. I don't know what anyone looks I don't know what the doctor looks like. I don't know what people look like. So I would have to look at their name badge to get a picture of what they truly look like. And I was talking to one of the nurses, and the nurses were saying that they don't know what the other nurses even look like. We're, we're not – we've dehumanized each other in so many ways in our culture that this just adds – to it and i think that's very appealing to a lot of people actually I yeah that's, that's odd it's odd to me but i think you're right it is somehow either it's appealing or they're willing to allow themselves to be dehumanized and willing mm. the culture willing to let the culture get dehumanized to stick it to trump yes yes covering your face it's it's every dystopian futuristic story you lose your personal identity right they're always wearing the same outfits in the future and I think this is a similar deal is you you all have the same face we're going to cover up your face and we're going to make everyone the same with the same face wow that is that is some creepy stuff and we're living in it right now and la's uh they're in it's gonna they're lead the in. way wow and uh but so thanksgiving is thursday you and i were talking earlier today like what would the pilgrims do with that advice that dr fauci gave at the press conference today i mean would, would, would they have been uh you know the sort that uh, would uh, would you know cover their faces and yeah. get tests to grandma before they go knowing, give her a hug knowing what the pilgrims went through and how much they suffered which we have to tell you about because it's incredible um they would have told they would have thrown fauci overboard <laughs> right. fauci. get out of here mate <laughs> thanks later Luke. gathering for thanksgiving or for christmas or for any other holiday as we get into the winter it makes sense that you might want to get a test slater lou that's fauci fauci's last day today good riddance and la county is considering bringing back mask mandates in uh 2022 i don't think there's ever been a people as scared of disease as americans today and it got me thinking of the pilgrims and the suffering that they endured in order to survive. And none of them would have put up with this nonsense. So I don't know about the rest of the planet, but as far as Americans go, yeah. I mean, in my limited knowledge, you know more about American history than I do. You majored in it. But just of all the stories, I mean, were people this worried during like the Spanish flu? No. Back in the day? No, I'll go back. Uh, 1527. So, the, like, yeah, so 1527, there was a big plague going through, uh, well, Europe, but Germany in particular. And it's, there's a great story of Martin Luther. And Martin Luther was the head of one of the churches there. And the church ordered him, like, you got to get out of here. Like, everyone's dying. Like, half the city's dying. Half of the city. Could you imagine? So, right now in LA County, the, th the reason they're thinking about bringing back a mask man is because eight people have died. Eight people out of a city of 10 million. Yeah. 
So like unreasonable. Like so it's, imagine, it's so, so absurd. Imagine towns during the plague where 80% of the town is gone, dead, 50% dead. Everyone, like, can you believe that? Half your, half of everyone's family is dead, if not the entire family. And Martin Luther's like, Martin Luther's like, no, I'm not leaving. I can't leave now. This is the most important time for me to be here. And, you know, we in America, we shut down churches because 0.0001, literally percent uh, death rate. And we're like, oh, I can't go to church. And right, so that's how insane we but are. I don't think you have to go back for like 500 years. Like even in the last hundred years, has there ever been a time, like, have we ever been afraid of, a, a, you know, a, like a, a public health concern to the degree that we may or may not invite family and friends over for Thanksgiving? Yeah. I, nothing. I mean, nothing has happened that is close to that. Uh, Yet, and ironically, people are, there will be people that will say, I'm going to have everybody show me their test before they're coming over for dinner. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll all live, you know, in Newton, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. Probably. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, like they, 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 there will be families that do obey this and there will be people putting masks back on. It is like less reasonable now than ever to, to be concerned about dying from COVID. And yet people are ratcheting up their 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 fear wow. pilgrims would have been ashamed yeah so it got me thinking about the pilgrims so i don't think we think about the pilgrims even around thanksgiving we don't really think about the pilgrims we they, they pilgrims have been boiled down to a kindergarten skit where they dress up all cute and uh sing a little song about turkey or something like that but have, your like, kids no. have, done, have your kids done it though it is pretty cute it is adorable yeah this year was Jack's black first and year white and, and the hat and the yes. whole thing <laughs> it's very cute the pilgrims suffered beyond our absolute comprehension. We cannot fathom. So here's the short of it. So they're on the Mayflower, right? First, they were supposed to be on two boats, but the Speedwell was the other boat, but it kept leaking. So they had to go back to port twice. And finally, they're like, whatever, let's just all jump in the same boat. So 102 passengers, this is 1620, 102 passengers, 30 crew. And I don't know, what do you, like when you imagine the Mayflower, what do you think of? How big of a boat? Like... Like the like the Columbus kind of boat, right? The Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria, like yeah. the big big wooden boat, I think Noah's, big, like Noah's Ark. I think of it like epically huge and majestic. Yeah, like it's it was a it was a bathtub, tiny, twenty five feet wide, a hundred feet long. That's it. Fifteen hundred wow, square feet. I don't know that was, I get on a boat like that now. No, the, the, <laughs> the deck was the deck was fifteen hundred square feet. Yeah, seriously, if the Mayflower was docked at. Uh, like Harbor Island, it wouldn't even you wouldn't even notice. Be like dwarfed by the other <laughs> the other yachts in uh, in the in the port there. Uh, so the below deck was five feet tall, so you had to slouch when you're on it. Could you imagine? So fifteen hundred square feet. Imagine a fifteen hundred square foot house with one hundred and thirty two people on it, and they're at sea for ten weeks. <laughs> so that means you they left on September twelfth, and they finally arrived to America today. All right, so all that time at sea, we have no understanding this whatsoever like maybe you've spent the night at the airport once for a day imagine 10 weeks on a journey like this and it's yeah, horrific. And, and, and five feet of stowage that's i mean it's pitch black and, and it's rocky and the atlantic is rough and there's animals under deck and then there's no bathrooms it's just like disgusting beyond belief horrific 10 weeks it's unbelievable so then the worst part is they get there and it's freezing cold it's november 20 i think it's i think it's today or november 20th or something uh so it's freezing cold so they have to stay on the boat so they stay anchored off the coast for four months. And that's when everyone died. 77 people died while they were anchored. Two people died on the journey. And 77 people died when they were just sitting 
in the boat waiting for the weather to get nice so they could get off. Like, could you imagine being in a 1500 square foot house with 132 people and half of everyone's dying from disease, starvation, freezing cold, and they're just dying around. And you're there. You're at your destination. It's like that feeling of when the plane lands uh, and you're on the, you're on the ground at San Diego, but they don't pull up to your gate. You're just sitting on the planes. You know, like imagine that for four weeks. We've all had. The <laughs> I fantasy. can't do it for four ten mu- minutes. I'm no, going crazy. They were up there for four months. They had a like. We've all had the fantasy of pulling the emergency exit and like yeah. bouncing down the slide to get out of here. There was nowhere to get out, and the person next to you died, and the person next to you died, and it reeks and stinks, and there's no food, and like misery beyond our comprehension. And then they get like finally it's March 31st, and they get off the boat, and there's nowhere to go. There's nothing there. It's not like there's a hotel there and they can finally take a hot shower. They have, they have to do everything. They have to start from scratch. It's an unbelievably harrowing journey that we have boiled down into little kids dressed up like pilgrims and otherwise don't think about them at all. And we owe everything to these people. Every, every American required reading should be William Bradford's diary and history of the Plymouth, Planta- Plymouth Plantation. And we don't know anything about these people. And that's one reason I believe why we are so pathetic today in almost every aspect of our culture. That, and that, that's that's the reason why people today in 2022 will wear a mask when they're greeting their their, their vaccinated family and friends at the Thanksgiving. I weekend. agree. I, I really think so, because we're so purposeless like these guys like they so they knew what they were doing. They're they're, they're William Bradford said we we are here because we are the great hope for advancing the kingdom of Christ. So that's why they were able to endure everything. They had a mission. They had a purpose and nothing was going to get in their way. Nothing. And today, who are we? I'm not that we're, we're so wealthy. We're just like flapping around, don't really. And then we're so scared of death because we never contemplate mortality. So we never think about our death. And because of that, everyone was scared to live. We don't appreciate life. We don't appreciate living ever. So we would we, rather stay holed up in our house and never go see people because you have a point zero 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 percent, literally percent chance of dying because of COVID in 2022. Right. And uh, we're, we're willing to stay in our house when the pilgrims were able but, to do so much. So it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting challenge, right? Because it's not better that people died a lot, but when people died a lot, you respected like life a lot mm-hmm. more. So are, are we better off that we that people don't die on the left of you and on the right of you, uh, you know, in child mortality rate, right? Do like, you, you yes. understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's one prosperity the- is supposed to be a good thing, and it's resulted in us getting so out of balance with yes. reality yes. that we're wearing our face masks that we bought at the 99 cent store to greet grandma at the Thanksgiving Day table oh, because of what Fauci says. So because amazing. no one's ever died around us. People live forever and, and we go to such lengths and people who are at death's door brought back to life by these amazing institutions that we call hospitals in modern medicine. So we oh, don't know. contemplate death because it's, an, it's no reason to because yes. people live. And everyone who I know who died, they died like in, the, in that building over there. I didn't see it. I have no. I didn't really know anything about it. I I watched my dad die, but he, he had a stroke. But he was all like on morphine in the hospital, so like it was like it was comfortable. He was kept comfortable. Yeah. So we don't get that. So wow, that's. I think that's the best example of there's no such thing as solutions, only trade offs. That yes, we want to live longer, more prosperous lives, but because of that, you lose so much touch with reality that you you what you right. your accurate explanation of what the pilgrims went through. Is nowhere near as much fun as watching, you know, the the the, 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 the kindergartners run around in the little pilgrim hats. That is much more joyous. Yeah, but, but it not, brings me no perspective. But it brings yeah. me a lot more joy. Oh, there, there, we got to do more of this. I, I got we got a lot more to do because this. 
I want everyone to think about this in, in Thanksgiving. Like, I want everyone to be grateful for the right. Pilgrims. Thanks. Right. We should be giving thanks that we're not dead, uh, <laughs> like the Pilgrims were. All right. We'll talk more, talk more about next. News Radio 600 Kogo. As we go into the Thanksgiving holiday kickoff of the entire holiday season, Slater and I are talking about uh, the Pilgrims, how they would think of us today, given what they went through. And now we've stumbled into this ethical dilemma, Slater, that we always wind up in these ethical dilemma cul-de-sacs, because you're saying that because death was around and common, the pilgrims and people like in those times respected life a lot more and appreciated a lot more. And now that death is not as common, we're thankful, but it ruins the perspective of how much we should appreciate the life we have. 100%. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. I do, but what, so the, then the only way to make our culture and our society appreciate life more is to have more people drop dead. And that's not good either. Like, that's not no. a great, that's not a great, uh, maybe if we just watch the Charlie Brown Pilgrim movie more often, <laughs> yeah, we, don't, so, we don't have to actually have people die. We could just know well, about it. That's the idea is to contemplate the Contemplate what it would be like to go through these sufferings without having to actually go through them. Like that, that's yeah, but you have to be able goal. to do it in like 30 seconds on TikTok or else it's not going to get on. And that's why it never gets done. So there's an old expression. Um, I don't know if it's stoic. It is stoic, but I don't think the stoic, I don't know. But there's an old Roman thing. It's a memento mori. So it means remember that you have to die. So if you look at all the paintings of the pilgrims, which they didn't like to do paintings of themselves, but there was a few of them, uh, they always have a skull in it. Every painting has a skull because they were always contemplating death. And that was important because it reminded them the importance of life. It reminded them the preciousness of life. And we are never around death, which has led to us not appreciating life to the point where when COVID comes around, we think we're appreciating life by staying safe, but really we're not even living our life. We're wasting it, scared of a, of a, of a, this virus with a, you know, again, a survival rate of point. So then, all right, so you you just, you just hit it. That's the difference. The fear factor. The pilgrims weren't afraid. No, no, no. Reasonably, they they should have turned around and went home immediately. Of course. I mean, the first sign of like, you know, a ratchety boat, I would have been like, that's it. We're done here. Head on back to England. I'll just, I'll do my prayers on the ground for another half a century (laughs) if I have to, but I'm not dying in the middle of the North Atlantic. They knew there were settlements before them where everyone died. So they knew what they were getting into and they still did it. Right, but the, the they they had a different sense of fear than we do today. Today, we we literally, if it's not virtue signaling, signaling, then it is fear that's keeping us from living our lives with respect to COVID. I mean, so, I have to assume otherwise. Why people walking around with a mask? Uh, you know, it's either mental illness, fear, or you know, trying to show off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all those things. Yeah, you're right. It's all those combined. So again. My son has been in the NICU for two weeks. He's home now. He's doing way, 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 way better. Uh, and I asked the doctor pretty early on because they were talking. Well, whatever. Lost story. I said, what would have happened 50 years ago to, to James? And she said, oh, he would have died right away. He would have died right away. It's like unbelievable. And my firstborn had issues at birth too, and he would have died. So we would have had four kids, and two of them would have died at birth. And who knows what would have happened to my wife in any of these times as well in the past. 
And so, but, but contemporarily, though, you would have been consistent. You would have had friends and neighbors, colleagues, and you know, church members that had the, were in the same boat as you were in. That's life. That's part of life. King uh, Henry the Eighth had, I think, like fifteen kids before he had a boy that survived past the age of five to take over the throne. <laughs> he was one for fifteen. This is just a normal part of life, and I think it makes you appreciate life way more. We don't appreciate life today because. Uh, we're too prosperous. And that is a really, really tricky trade-off to make yeah. sense of. Um, coming up next, let's uh, talk more about what's we'll about life. Uh, what happened at that club in uh, Colorado again? And the hero. Not all heroes has, wear capes. And this okay. guy's got San, San Diego, Diego ties. Now. Yep. We'll do it's it all next. coming up. Yep. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you uh, eat me, go. You go. 